I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. We watched Godzilla vs. Kong. We have to talk about that. We have a Captain's Origin for you. Some new music. Oh, and as always, we are nerding out, having fun, and getting jacked up on some inspiration today. And uh, yeah, we've got something really, really cool for you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Let's rock it! Yeah, welcome to the yeah. Real Brian Show. What's up? Thanks for joining. Oh, that was that was terrible. What's you know that? What's you remember that? People used to say that. Like, oh, what's up? I remember. I remember. What's up? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, all those horrible <laughs> things from the nineties and the. Oh my gosh. You know the thing is, is people still say that, and um, yeah. Uh, raising my hand right now. You can't see it, but <laughs> not not a lot, not obnoxiously. So just once in a while, I'll throw a what's up out there. But what you got to do no. though is is do it for like at least sixty seconds long. Or until you like pass out. Yeah, I'm not that obnoxious. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks would, for joining us. Really appreciate people it. Get, people get irritated about after ten seconds. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, Captain, <laughs> I am the real Brian. And real Brian, I am the captain of influence. <laughs> We're back. We're excited. Every week, almost. Yeah, dude. And you know what? It's that time of year where it's like it still teases. But then we have some beautiful sunny days and then some beautiful rain. But it's still not Holy. green. There's still no trees bloomed. There's really no flowers yet. What? Come on. It's spring. Yeah, it's it's super hot where I'm at right now. And the grass is fully green, like fully. Wow. It's starting to grow. But the trees, they're just starting to bud. Okay. So. So I hear that down in Arizona... I guess it was the beginning of this week. They were hitting 99 already. And I thought, uh-huh. um, that's a little early, folks. Is Although it it's happened for- before, but not <laughs> often. Hey, folks. Uh, I don't miss it. I don't either. I mean, I <laughs> I like Phoenix. I, I, I just don't miss that kind of heat. I mean, people go, oh, it's going to be so nice. I'm like, when you, if you've lived there for 11 years or however long, you get tired of it. It's hot. It's really fun going out for a walk at night in the both summer and even winter time. Yeah, true. Uh, that's awfully cool, pun intended. But <laughs> but the combination of oven level heat and millions of people, it's just too much. I, I just don't understand why anybody wants to live there anymore. Fred. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, seriously, though, it's actually kind of a nice place. They do take care of things. Although, to be fair, when we lived there, it was very different and it was half the yeah. size. So, yeah, and I, I was there when you were there. So Exactly. And it was very nice. Yeah. And now it's so big, it's crazy. But it's still it's still nice. And you don't have the snow and you don't have the altitude. 
etc. But yeah, those 120 degree days, that's that's <laughs> getting getting in your car when it's that oh, hot yeah. out. Oh my, and trying to touch the steering wheel. Yeah, it's weather, man. You know what I love though is variety. Variety of weather. Yes, you do. So what are you drinking, man? I don't know that it's about what I'm drinking, Brian. It's about what I am no longer drinking. Uh-oh. I quit coffee. Really? No more like Folgers. Cold turkey. Yep. You'll never hear anything about Folgers from me again. You're welcome. No more crystals. No more um, gourmet coffee. No nothing. And uh, I I quit it cold turkey because uh, I've been having some health issues with my gut over the last several years. And it all kind of correlates to when I started drinking coffee. Interesting. So so why didn't I stop coffee before now? Well, I'd be honest, I've been a little stubborn and probably not putting two and two together. And so I finally came to the realization that maybe I should just stop drinking any coffee. I mean, I'd already cut back to one cup, but now I'm no no coffee at all. I'm so I'm over the I'm over the withdrawal phase. Yeah, the beat your head against the wall phase. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I no no more headache or anything like that. So okay. I've recovered from it, and I'm not I'm not feeling the lack to be honest. I kind of miss it, but it's not. I guess I never was fully addicted to it, even though I did have it every day. Are you feeling yeah. better? Not yet. But, okay. Uh, I know it takes a while. It's going to take a little time. Yeah, yeah, I just quit like a few days ago. So okay, interesting. Yeah. There are so many things that when it comes to coffee that I've studied as well. And one of the things that I think surprised me, because, you know, I know a lot of people who have had issues with coffee and acid reflux or other problems, right? Uh-huh. Some of it was due to caffeine. And so they had to go decaf. Some of it was due to yeah. the quality of the coffee, which no one tells you about unless you do the research on. And that's kind of what I found out when I started roasting coffee was you're, you know, you're getting coffee from, so they say the top three to five percent of farms across the world. These are in the top crops, you know, they're they're high quality. They have the lowest number of mycotoxins and molds and stuff like that because they test them. Uh. Whereas a lot of the other coffees and especially stuff like Folgers, especially those kind of lower end coffees, <laughs> they're getting like the crop that no one else will buy. And I'm not kidding about this. Like this is no, a no, joke. I, don't, I believe you. <laughs> And, and they, they are full of molds and mycotoxins, full of them. The huh. thing is, is that caffeine counteracts those. So typically you don't get poisoned because of that. But I do hear of a lot of issues like, you know, what you were talking about, you know, stomach issues, other issues, acid reflux and stuff like that, that crop up when people drink lower end coffees. I hear it a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot of studies that are starting to correlate that. So you know, when people say, oh, you know, cheap coffee, whatever, it's kind of like, I think it actually might be hurting you. I think you're actually like consuming foods that are semi poisoning you on a low dose level that based on I, what I, I would believe it. I believe it. But in my case, definitely was a caffeine thing for me because when I would sure. drink more coffee and then pile tea up on top of it, my symptoms yeah. would get worse. So, but I mean, um, it could have contributed to, I mean, that's the thing we don't know, have. right? That's the, that's true. Cause I did start with Folgers. So yeah. Uh, and I drank Folgers for yeah, a couple of years and then I, then I switched to much more expensive coffees, but sure. even those, I don't know how clean they are. So yeah, I, well, and I understand the caffeine. Like I sadly can't drink a lot of caffeine anymore because of the heart palpitations, right. which, you know, caffeine can exacerbate them, but so can stress uh-huh. and other things too. So it's like, you know, is, is caffeine the cause or is it just one of the three who knows, you know? So I, I hear you, man. It's tough too. Like I, I love my coffee just because I love the flavor. So for me, it's right. not about the caffeine That's, as much as it is just yeah. The, I drink decaf at night just because I I'm want the, that flavor. 
I'm the same way. I haven't started the decaf thing yet. Maybe I'll do that. But, but it's probably good but, that you're taking a break yeah. for now in order to kind of right. cleanse your body. What do they say? Like if you quit eating a certain food, you really need to give it about 30 days for it to like get fully out of your system. And sometimes it's 60 or 90 days depending on your body. Yeah. And no problem. No problem at all. I'm going to start yeah. on uh, orange juice. That's what I'm going to yeah. substitute now. Orange juice. I used to drink orange juice every day for breakfast and I don't anymore. A lot of it more has to do with just the sugar content for me, but um, yeah, it is a sugar thing. So I'm yeah. going to drink a little glass. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> well, you know what though? I applaud you for taking that step. That's not an easy step. If you like your coffee and it'll be interesting to yeah, see what I, happens and maybe tea down the road won't affect you. Maybe caffeine won't be a, maybe it will. I mean, who knows? That's, that's part of the testing phase, right? I'll keep you informed. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, I've been testing things too. I test out gluten. I've been testing out, you know, sugar intake and, I know that stress has been a problem for me mm-hmm. and part of it too is like I'll get stressed and anxious and I'll be like what why am I stressed and anxious I don't even know why like I'm just I'm having like an anxiety yeah. attack and I'm I've been there. sitting here just chilling or usually <laughs> it's because I'm doing work that I don't enjoy that much or one of the things actually that creates a, a significant amount of stress and anxiety in me is detail oriented work because ah, that's not my boy, style can I relate yeah yeah exactly Holy cow. I can do it, but it creates this like level of anxiety and stress in my brain because I'm, I'm using my brain in a way that's not natural for me Oh, okay. because I'm more creative and it's like, I prefer big picture. Don't, don't let's not look at the details and all that. Let's just kind of get creative and have fun. And even though I can do the detail work and I'm actually good at it, it's just, it's not it's healthy. Tedious. For me. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you learn that stuff and you go, okay, well, you got to do that sometimes though. So how do you, how do you balance that out? And I don't know, but continuing to go mostly gluten-free for, I mean, I'm not entirely, but you know, it's like once a week I'll have some gluten, but otherwise still keeping that gluten-free for most of the week, trying to drop the sugar intake as best as possible. I don't know how much weight I've actually lost by the way, because I don't, I don't have a scale, but I've been trying to get down because it's like, yeah, I got this. I'm working and so far so good. And it is improving, which is great. The last recent blood test a couple weeks ago was actually positive and better than I thought it was going to be. So oh, good. here's the thing. What was gained in 2020 is being lost in 2021. Amen, brother. Yeah, actually, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I've been bad, though. I, you know, I quit coffee. I don't really have any of the poisons. You know, I don't drink, drink anymore. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink alcohol. But sure. I had way too many scotcheroos over Easter. Are those you know like scotcheroo? No, scotcheroos. Okay, they're like they're kind of like a rice krispie treat. Okay, covered in chocolate. They have like caramel in them and stuff like that, or like butterscotch. Oh yeah, caramel, and so they're like a they're like a really rich rice krispie treat, slathered in chocolate. That sounds and caramel. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I want to go get some right now. Yeah, dang so it, I've been bad. tempting man. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. No, it's uh, <laughs> sounds really good. You know what I miss though are uh, I didn't get to eat these this year were the Cadbury eggs. Oh, those, really? Oh, those are so good, dude. I mean, I I used to love those commercials that came out, but I used to get Cadbury eggs every year, and then they came out with the the caramel ones too, which were also really good. But oh man, those I mean they're just filled with like <laughs> dyes and sugar and preservatives. But oh, man, are they Lord. good? So good. I don't even think it's real chocolate. It's just so good though. It's. I don't think I don't even think they're real, to be honest. <laughs> it's I'd... just like chemicals <laughs> put together in a lab. <laughs> yeah, but they're so good. Oh, man, I didn't eat any this year. I'm sad. What am I going to do? It's probably a good thing. Oh, well, yes. No, 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 probably about it. Yeah. Well, it is kind of funny because, you know, Easter was last week. This is this is actually kind of funny. So we called 
an ice cream shop to see if they were open on Easter because we wanted to meet some friends outside. Uh-huh. And we said, are you going to be open on Easter Sunday? And the guy was like, East Easter, huh? We're like, seriously? Oh yeah. You guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I don't. So like, of course we're open on Easter. Sunday. He's kind of like Easter. What's Easter? <laughs> like, have we really gone that place? Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's where we're at in this world, I guess. But anyway, um, Easter was Sunday, of course. And then April fools, we didn't do anything for April fools, but there was, well, there actually were quite a few hilarious, hilarious things that came out on April fools this year that yeah. were not pranks, but more just jokes and really well right. done things and SF bags. <laughs> I did a review on, on one of the SF bags backpacks here on the show quite a while ago. Oh, a long, long time ago. Yeah. And I love their stuff. Oh my gosh. Their bags and everything are just absolutely incredible. They're all was, completely like brand new still. That was like one of the first episodes of TRBS I listened to was your review of an SF bag. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of their wallets a few years ago and in my entire life, you get a wallet and within a year, it's starting to show a lot of wear. And usually within that second year, it's kind of like, all right, I need a new wallet. I got one of SF bags wallets and it's one that's made out of, you know, real leather and it's got a zipper around it. And it's also got one of those RF blockers. Is that what it's called? You know, where like people can scan your credit cards out in the parking lots. Yeah. So they can't get through it. Layer of metal, something like that. So, you know, all of my information is protected as long as my wallet's closed. What's so cool though, is that it has shown zero signs of wear. And I've had that for, well, at least two years, if not longer now. It's amazing. Like their quality is unbelievable. One of the things they do. So they're so proud about the fact that they are owned and operated in San Francisco. Everything is hundred percent USA, you know, all the sourcing and everything. They don't farm anything overseas, which I think is great. Like we need more of that to be completely honest. Yeah, we do. One of their April fool's things said, you know, we're, we're packing up and moving to Hong Kong and the way that they wrote it, <laughs> I was like, oh no, you guys are selling out. And I was so disappointed. Oh, dude, that's a good April fool's. For yeah, them. yeah. And it was, it was awesome. But they did a whole one this year that was hilarious. It was like a 2020 party memories book that you can get leather wrapped. And right. it was showing pictures of him out with the family reunion. He's sitting in a chair by himself. You know, it was awesome. I mean, <laughs> It was well done. But one of the other things that I saw, and I have to post this in the the show notes. You've got to watch this. If you know anything about computers and graphics cards and anyone's aware of the NVIDIA, well, you know, the whole NVIDIA fiasco this last year with the new graphics right. cards that were coming out with NVIDIA and AMD. And it was like, you know, nobody had any in stock. It was hilarious. You got to watch this video. It is an April Fool's joke, but it is so funny and so well done. It made me laugh like cry. I was crying. I laughed so oh, hard <laughs> and I'm only peripherally aware of all this stuff. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to link that in the show notes. So make sure to go watch it if you have not seen it. And if you have any, <laughs> any desire, it's funny. It's a good laugh. All right. We wanted to do a huge, huge shout out and thank you to each of you who have been supporting the real Brian show, whether it be through Patreon or in other ways. And then even also recently with our Amazon affiliate page basically uh, that some of you have been saying all right yeah thank you i want to support the real brian show and you know i'm going to buy through your links and stuff like that so thank you for doing that that's been huge i still don't really understand how that whole amazon affiliates thing works because for whatever reason some things are some things qualify and some things don't and i i thought they all did so i i don't know there's a lot of fine print there and apparently amazon has some weird algorithm or whatever that it's like if you know the person and they're your quote friend somehow they know that and then they won't let that qualify 
Interesting. Which I, is that's kind of silly. That is dumb because this is for the show. <laughs> this is not for Brian. You know, it's kind of like I don't know. Huh. So I feel like that's kind of kind of shady. But whatever. I mean, I get it. If like people are saying, "Hey, I'm going to be an Amazon affiliate, and I'm going to you know ask my friends to just use my link for personal gain," that's a different story. But you well, know, if you're course. doing it for a business, that's so right. whatever. But anyway, for those of you who have been using it, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. I mean, yeah, keep using it. Yeah, some of the things we're getting ready to do is requiring extra money. You know, right now it just comes out of our pocket. What we have coming in right now has been basically covering the current expenses, which is awesome. And as we add things, we're, we're needing a little more, but I also wanted to do a huge shout out to our newest patron on Patreon. Nicholas, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really thank appreciate you, it. Nick. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, Nick, Nicholas, whatever. And by the way, we need a superhero <laughs> name for you because Hey, that's, that's what we do around here. So thank you for being a part of it. Love to chat with you. Hey, thank you. So if you're interested in joining the support team here on The Real Brian Show, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash Show. That link is in the show notes, so you can go find that there. You can either go to realbrianshow.com slash 275 or scroll down in your app or wherever it is that you're listening. And then, of course, the Amazon link is also in the show notes too. And then anything that we talk about product-wise, books, that kind of thing, we, we typically link to Amazon on that. And that is also an affiliate link, just so you're aware. So thank you. Really appreciate it. We're, we're moving forward. We're having fun. And this is going to be an exciting time for it is an exciting time for us. And there's so much coming. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I got to tell you, though, one of the things we've been doing a lot is, of course, March Madness. The final four. That was a very interesting. There were two games, of course. One of the games was a complete blowout. You know, Baylor demolished Houston, which was not a very fun game to watch. You know, when they're ahead by 20 the entire game. Yeah, I mean. The second game, though, was Gonzaga and UCLA, and that was, oh my gosh, neck and neck the entire game, incredibly exciting, all the way up until literally the last, what was it, 1.7 seconds or something like that. Wow. And then the freshman on Gonzaga, Suggs, his name, I keep thinking they say sucks because they, they don't pronounce it like Suggs. Because <laughs> that would be funnier, It right? is, yeah, so. when they're like, you know, oh, another shot by Sucks. Sucks <laughs> yeah. Suck scores! Oh, Sucks fouled again. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounded like all the time because they they weren't uh, enunciating. It was hilarious. He literally runs down, just passes the half court line, throws a wild shot up and it goes in at the buzzer. I mean, it was crazy. And so they win the final four game. They go to the championship. Here was the thing. The championship game was just not that exciting because same thing happened. You know, Baylor came in and they just literally the game was over in the first minute. Baylor they went destroyed up. Gonzaga. Yeah, which was surprising, by the way, too, because one is Gonzaga just looked like they were exhausted and lost and didn't really know what they were doing. To be fair, Baylor has an incredible team. They played like really exceptional basketball. And from what I understand, they they said they essentially have like, what is it? Eight or nine starters, which means a hmm. quote deep bench. I mean, that's incredible. But watching them play was yeah, let's just say uh, finely tuned athletic machines. I mean, that was <laughs> that was a pretty impressive display. However, in my opinion, they were unnecessarily rough. And there were a lot of fouls that they didn't call on Baylor. And I mean, we mm. saw them too. Like they actually did replays and they called it a block. And I mean, like you see the guy literally pulled down the guy's arms and they called it a block. <laughs> and you're like, um, huh. Miss that one. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate it? Why can't they have androids out on the court judging this stuff? You know, unbiased AIs. So I played with a guy, I don't know, 20 or 30 years older than me at the time, I want to say. But he used to walk around. He was so funny. He was one of those like 
mountain men, literal mountain men. Yeah. Tall guy looked like a Wookiee all over his whole body. <laughs> Everybody be like, let's go skins. No. <laughs> it's so funny. Chewie, get the ball. <laughs> Somebody get this walking carpet out of my way. Yeah. And he, he, he and I always guarded each other too. It was so funny. What a nice guy though. Died prematurely of a heart attack, sadly, but oh, dude. Um, he died on the court. Sadly, playing basketball, doing really? what he loved. Yeah. It was sad. I loved him. I mean, it was just a great guy. But one of the things he used to say all the time is that this is a gentleman's sport. And I liked the attitude because the whole point was, is no one needs to get injured. You need to play tough. You need to play hard guard. Don't let anybody get a shot. You don't need to beat people up. Ever since he used to say that, I'd be like, you know, he's right. I I played against people that were out for blood. You know, it was like the people that didn't make it into the NBA. And so they had something to prove. So they were just excessively over the top. Yeah. Physical. If you know what I mean, it's going to happen. And I saw that with Baylor and they were, by the way, their defense is phenomenal, but I felt like they were hurting people too much. And I don't like that. And I wish they would crack down a little bit. Like we're, we're here to play basketball. We're here to guard. We're here to do a really good job. We're not here to injure players because people were getting injured. It's just not okay to do that. And by the way, if you were a Baylor fan, you probably thought it was an amazing game. And you know, <laughs> I was even thinking like, okay, I put myself in, in, in their shoes. Like, if my Rams were in the championship and they were blowing out the other team, I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. But of course I'm not invested in either <laughs> team. I just wanted to see a great close nail biter, exciting championship game up to the end. And like I said, the first minute ish Baylor went up nine zero and it was over after that. Wow. Just had a lead that Gonzaga just couldn't. Nope. Couldn't make up. That's amazing. I hate seeing that because you know, the final championship game, you expect it to be the best of the best playing their best of the best. Yeah, I wonder though. Doesn't if, always work out that way, right? Well, so I was thinking about this. Like, what if it were a best of three game? You know, not everybody can have the best performance of their life in every single game or performance or whatever it is that you do. I think about that. You know, when I would perform piano, sometimes you were on and sometimes you were just not there. And you, no matter what you tried, you just you weren't in it, and you just had to say, "Okay, that's what it was. We'll be better next time." So if right, it was a best of three you probably would have seen Gonzaga come back and beat Baylor in the second game. And then the third game would have been that final who can win this. At least statistically, you would hope so that it would, you would have a better chance of, of having that a better final game. Absolutely. Yeah. Either way, glad to have basketball. One other thing I wanted to mention really quickly is that I've been doing a lot of research on the COVID vaccine. We talked about that last week. I'm scheduled to get my first shot next Friday. Okay. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people that are not getting it. I mean, for various reasons, but I would say most of the reasons that I hear is either they're afraid of potential long-term side effects, which makes sense. In fact, one of the scientists originally was saying one of the concerns with an mRNA type of technology is could it cause certain immune systems in a low percentage of people to reject it and then cause an autoimmune disease? Right. Now that was an original concern. Did they overcome that? I don't know. Of course, nothing's yeah. been brought up since. That was just one thing that I, because I did a ton of research and there's a lot of conspiracies. There's a lot of major concerns. There's a, a lot of things that were just kind of thrown around. And then that was the only that, concern that I really found that seemed to have any legitimacy at all is that there is a, a very small chance that some people's immune systems could reject it over time and create an autoimmune disease. But it, it's a small percentage. Okay. So that's the only major concern that uh, official concern that you found with with the vaccine. That's the only uh, thing uh, that, that I could that find. wasn't related to a conspiracy. 
Well, that was one of the long-term concerns from some people as well is like, what if the vaccine causes something that, you know, hurts us in the, and honestly too, if I'm thinking yeah. logically, by the way, right. I'm not engaging in any of these conspiracies. I'm not letting my imagination wander. I'm thinking scientifically and logically that anything you put in your body is somehow going to affect you, right? Good or bad. Yeah. So right. you think about all of the pharmaceuticals that we take and we push on people and stuff like that. You think about, we were just joking about, you know, Cadbury eggs, you're putting all of those chemicals into your body. What's going to happen? Your body doesn't necessarily like those kind of things. So what's going to happen? Yeah. That's what's going to happen right there. People are going to start walking around just starting. To... Exactly. You'll see. So I, I was thinking about that kind of stuff and going, well, okay, you know, th- this could have a long-term effect, but we probably wouldn't see anything massive we might see an increase in cancer down the road or we might see it said an increase in autoimmune diseases. Is it related to the COVID vaccine or is it coincidental? That's the thing we don't know. Right. And so one of the things that they were showing is that most of the time you're going to see any kind of severe side effects like anaphylactic shock and stuff like that. You're going to see that within the first few minutes to hour. Yeah. Five minutes. Yep. And then the other thing you're going to see is if it's, if it causes any other kind of big issues, it's going to show up probably within the first couple of months. Okay. After that, you're probably not going to see any direct correlation at all. That's based on what I, I mean, I, I scoured for hours trying to find information on this. If you're not conspiracy minded, really, it just comes down to a lesser of two evils. Do you want to be protected from the COVID virus or I mean, if you want to be protected from the COVID virus, all the experts are saying you have to take this gamble and get vaccinated. Yeah. Everything you said is absolutely correct as far as we can know that there there might be a risk to it for everybody who takes the vaccine uh, yep. long term. Do you risk that or do you risk getting COVID? So See, and that's the thing that I came down to because some of the conspiracies might be right. I mean, we don't know, right? And I'm, not, I'm not saying that conspiracy theories, uh, they, they did say that, oh, you know, here's some conspiracy myths. These are wrong. These are not factual. And I thought, okay, well, good to know. But they did back it up with like, there was one particular vaccine that was given and somebody had a seizure, but the seizure happened like 30 minutes before the vaccine was given. And then everybody said, oh, the seizure happened because of the vaccine. Right. But they didn't, you know, it wasn't reported correctly. And then of course people believe what they want to believe that kind of thing. Of course. And they remember <laughs> things differently than what happened. We, we all do that. So yeah, it's, and, and here's the other thing too, is after watching the social dilemma, <laughs> how much of the information was, you know, shown right. to me by an algorithm versus, you know, what I really want, like, like was what I have been able to find out any truth or would the algorithm have prevented me from finding it? So, or would you ever know what the truth was when you found it? I mean, that's the exactly. whole problem about the 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 double-edged sword of the internet. We yeah. we just don't know what information is true or not. We just don't know. We can't know. None of us can know. know. Which is why people who think they know, who are not, again, I'm not talking about the experts. I'm not talking about the virologists or the people at the CDC making the big bucks. Just common sense to believe what they tell me to do. If they're all out to get me, then I'm just kind of screwed. If Yeah, they might be. But other than them, any information I search for on the internet, I can't know if it's correct or not. That's the thing. And I think the, and by the way, this is not intending to be any kind of political discussion at all. And no, no, no. I mean, really, it's just, this is what I'm doing is that it's me. It's the real Brian. I'm, I'm (laughs) thinking about, I'm going to schedule to get the COVID vaccine. And so I did have my concerns because of stuff I've seen and read. 
I'm going to look it up. I, I asked my primary care. I mean, I asked my cardiologist. I asked all those people. And of course, they're like, yeah, it's safe. And primary care was actually a little more open to it, which was really cool. You know, she was even talking about, well, you know, there's there's this concern here and there's that, you know, but there's no evidence linked to this. And people may say, well, this caused this, but there's no evidence to say that that is exactly what caused it. For example, it might have, but you know what I'm saying? It's like we we can all say, well, like you said, I can claim that bad sourced coffee is the reason for your gut issues, uh-huh. but I have no evidence to support that. We don't right. know if it's that's actually what caused you that or not, or if it really was caffeine or if it was something yeah. told, we don't know. That's the thing. And so we can sit here and make claims and yeah, you know, the other thing, as I was thinking through this, I'm going, okay, do I live my life in fear or not? Right. And the other thing is, do I, I live my life with a, I'm going to assume the best about people and authority figures and hope that they actually, for the most part, have our best interests in mind in the sense of that everybody wants this pandemic to end. Nobody wants us to fail. Nobody wants us to all die. Well, there could be some people, but let's say most, right? (laughs) Most don't. And so I look at it as that, like, okay, I'm, I'm, maybe this is a bad decision, but you know, I want to put my trust in people who are, I think out for my best interests. And like you said, what's the lesser of the evils here? I know I don't want COVID. I've heard of way too many side effects from people who have gotten COVID. I know people who have gotten COVID that, like they got it once and they're like, oh, I'm good now. I'm, I'm immune to it. And they kind of blew it off and then they got it again and right. they got deathly sick. That's just me. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to take that risk. Is taking a vaccine risk good? or I don't know. It's just, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's been a tough, I know, I'm not, I know well, I'm not alone on this one too. Like I think it's been no, a tough decision for a lot of us. Are you choosing to take the vaccine? Yes. What you're doing is you're choosing to trust, like you said, the quote experts yep. who are saying, take the vaccine. And if those experts, like the conspiracy theorists think, if those experts are all out to get us, then we're just going to have to deal with that. But I would rather gamble on the experts than gamble on the kooks. That's all, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Which, the by kooks the way, might be right. I was going to say, might be the, right. the kooks might be the, the, the kooks, the kooks, you know, the kooks <laughs> might be the geniuses, the conspiracy theorists. They might be. I mean, they really, they might truly might be. And I don't know. But the thing is, is that. When I listen to somebody, I, I, I had this little joke, by the way, that when I, and I hear these people talking about conspiracies and they have a smartphone and they're on the internet and they have like really active social media accounts. I'm like, you're not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you're, you're way too might, on the grid, <laughs> but they, yeah, but they might be, that's funny, but they might be like my, like some relatives of mine, very immersed in that world. You know, they might be following, you know, in, in the Facebook groups that talk about those things all the time and believe those things all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're not conspiracy theorists, but they're advocates of conspiracy theory. So, sure. And, you know, and, and they might be right. I don't know. I know. And that's kind of the thing is, again, I always try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but I've heard a lot of things over this last year from certain groups who believed certain things and they're not uh-huh. conspiracy. Those they, they, they were they were just beliefs. They were claims, that kind of thing, but it wasn't necessarily conspiracy based. But let me just say that when I heard these things, my spidey sense went crazy a little bit and I was like, (laughs) I don't know if this is right. It didn't feel right to me. Like I I had this sense that I was like, I don't think I should really listen to this, Uh but I'm like, but I'm going to be respectful and I'm, you know, maybe they're right. Who knows? So let's just see what happens. And in every one of those situations, they were all proved wrong because what they claimed 
did not come to pass. And so I kind of go, okay, this is where I got to be really careful about believing outrageous claims like that because there are a lot of outrageous claims and it even goes back to like not even claims in general, but just actions that societies took in 2020. Uh And when you start to see people going extremist in certain areas, you start to kind of step back and go, I don't know if that's the right approach. A more balanced approach seems better. But again, yeah. And and you know what? (laughs) This is me talking through this. This is not me claiming anything. I'm not telling you whether you should get the vaccine or not, because I honestly, I I think it's, it's going to be a personal decision. And, um, as I said last week, it's like, I'm doing it because I want to protect myself and I want to, I want to respect others. I don't want to be the cause of spreading it to someone. But at the same time, um, I don't even know if that's even going to make a difference either. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, because they're saying they're saying that people who are vaccinated. I mean, the the experts are now saying that the people who are vaccinated may still carry it. They yeah, don't know. I know. So it's crazy. But you know, it is new. <laughs> uh, one thing I did find, by the way, and this is just interesting to me, that they were saying a lot of people had a concern that this was like, man, they they came up with this vaccine in like ten months, and well, according to what I read from multiple different sources is that this was actually based on a vaccine that was started approximately 30 years ago for the MERS virus and then was updated for the SARS virus and then was fast tracked for COVID. And that's why it quote came out in 10 months, but it's a in 30 year making kind of thing. So that made me feel a lot better too. That's what I've been kind of, I would not say I was nerding out on that, but that's kind of what my, my week has been consumed with is just trying to figure out what to do. And it honestly, it has caused a bit of fear and anxiety in me. Not going to lie because it's kind of a scary thing. Open for the best. And I hope don't fear the reaper, Brian. I know. Don't fear the reaper. I I just, but okay, let me talk about something exciting. (laughs) So, you know that I've been nerding out on the video setup getting this thing run. By the way, I'm excited because I've been doing a lot of brainstorming and just thinking about, okay, if we move to not move to YouTube, but if we add YouTube into the mix for the real Brian show, you get to see us, you know, you get to see Tony's 10 pack abs, which is going to be amazing. You get to see us and all of our, you know, like body language and facial expressions and all the crazy things, you know, like, Oh, look, I'm drinking this drink right now. Yeah. It's going to be fun wiggling my booty. I'm just so excited. But here's the other thing, because we've done this on the podcast like we were reviewing the Mandalorian and we were taking up Fridays with these 30 minute long, you know, episode reviews. And we, you know, we, we got some feedback saying that was cool, but maybe not the right place for it. And I think we kind of agreed with that. But what if we wanted to do that? Well, then we can do an extra episode and dig into a movie or a TV show, go into depth, get spoilery, have fun. You know, we could review stuff nerds need. Oh, every, every nerd needs this, you know? Oh yeah. We all need lightsabers, you know, things like we could go crazy. There's so many things that we could do that we could expand out beyond from a normal, typical Friday episode. The downside with podcasts is that it costs more to do that. The more you upload, basically the more you have to pay for mm-hmm. with YouTube. You don't have to do that. So this is kind right. of a, a free way of getting into it, which is really nice. And by the way, here's the other thing that I'm having fun with. I got a green screen. I have it already. <laughs> I'm trying it. I got to do some stuff, but um, I was thinking about editing all kinds of things in, you know, when we're doing the show and stuff, we could have like explosions and alien landscapes. And by the way, I found some star Trek backgrounds. They did oh, it so okay. that the, the captain's chair is where you would be sitting <laughs> so that when you actually show it, it's you sitting in the captain's chair and the bridges behind you. It's so good. All the different bridges from all the ships and everything. It's really cool. <laughs> I have to do it. We're going to have fun. But anyway, I've been having a good time. So, oh, oh and I found this too green screen bodysuit. 
Like you can <laughs> nice. do this. Like, like green man from uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you know, when you, you were talking about, I only want to show like the upper part of my, my face or my head or have like a floating head and all that, but I want my yeah. face covered or whatever. You could totally do this. You could just literally be a floating upper head. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. It happen. Dude. There's only 20 bucks. So you got to go for it, Ben. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. All right. Green so we were talking about Easter and one of the things that I know you were asking is what's the origin of the Easter bunny. So tell yeah, us about so it. I was having dinner with my family on Easter Sunday and my, my wife's family, my wife had to work. So I was there by myself, but we were having dinner and I thought in my head, oh my God, we haven't done an origin on the Easter bunny yet. So that's what we're doing today. I'm going to let you all know where the heck that little booger came from. According to goodhousekeeping.com, the Bible makes no mention of a mythical hare who delivers eggs to children on the day of Christ's resurrection, right? Obviously. Yeah. How exactly did the Easter bunny become a prominent symbol of one of Christianity's most important holidays? Yeah. Well, one theory is that the symbol of the rabbit stems from the ancient pagan tradition believed to have started the celebration of Easter, which is the old Anglo-Saxon festival of Ostra, hmm. E-O-S-T-R-E celebrated in like uh, old England and in parts of Germany as well, which honored the goddess of fertility in spring. The goddess's animal symbol was a rabbit, uh, which have long traditionally symbolized fertility due to their high reproduction rates. However, as for the specific character of the Easter bunny, that originated in America. History.com reports that it was first introduced in the 1700s by German immigrants in Pennsylvania, who reportedly brought over their tradition of an egg-laying hare named Osterhausen, or Ashtahaz. <laughs> as the story goes, the rabbit would lay colorful eggs as gifts to children who were good. So the kids would make nests in which the bunny could leave his eggs, Easter baskets, and would even sometimes leave out carrots in case the hare got hungry. Eventually, <laughs> the custom spread across America to become a widespread Easter tradition. And over time, the fabled bunny's delivery even expanded from just eggs to include other treats such as chocolate and toys. Interesting. Yeah. So Osterhaus sounds a lot like Osterhaus. Santa Claus, who also you leave cookies and milk out and, you know, presents. Yeah. And, yeah, interesting. Nice correlation. Uh, so then why does the Easter bunny bring eggs? Yeah. Uh, sin- since rabbits are mammals and thus give birth to live young, why exactly is the Easter bunny said to lay eggs on the holiday? The answer may be as simple as the fact that eggs, like the rabbit, have long been an ancient symbol of fertility, rebirth, and new life all things associated with the springtime celebration of Easter. Hmm. Now, from a Christian perspective, eggs for Easter are said to represent Jesus' resurrection and his reemergence from the tomb. I've never uh, according, heard that. According to history.com, the tradition of decorating eggs for Easter may date back to the 13th century when eggs were traditionally a forbidden food during the Lent season, which is why people would decorate them as the fasting period came to an end and then eat them as a way to celebrate Easter Sunday. Okay, Again, that also makes, sense. makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Yeah. So well, there you go. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I was, <laughs> I read a book many, many years ago that was describing where basically they were asking the question of where a lot of traditions came from uh-huh. that stemmed from Christianity. And this was, you know, things like Christmas, Christmas trees, same kind of thing. Right. But it was also even talking about like in churches, why do you sing in church? And you know, why do you have this and that? Why, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it was a lot of questions and they did tons and time. I mean, these guys, the research they did was insane. 
it's it's almost too much to read, but you have like, okay, well, here's here's a, a verse from the Bible, and then here's the historic research that we did to find correlation to why they do what they do. Huh. But interestingly enough, a lot of the stuff was adopted from the pagan practice, which I thought was interesting. So right. you brought up the pagan thing, but like the Christmas tree is a pagan symbol. It has nothing to yes. do with Christianity at all. So on, so it's kind of like, well, wow, we, we kind of, how did we get here kind of thing? And that's why I like these origins is because we get to learn about how we got to where we're at today. Yeah. And I wonder what the origins will be like a thousand years from now. Oh my like gosh. what will, what will Easter be celebrated like a thousand years from now? Cause they'll Mecca be bunny. celebrating something like, yeah, <laughs> maybe with Mecca bunny. <laughs> you never know, dude, yeah. that you just, you saying that might've started a butterfly effect that, that we can trace Mecca bunny back a thousand years to the tw- early 21st century. When a guy named Brian, the real Brian. Uh, mentioned it on his, his what's called a podcast, quote unquote, people are still doing air quotes by the way. And the, Oh yeah. The, Cause um, they don't even know what a century. podcast like. What, what is that old technology? A podcast? <laughs> what? You know, they're going to be like Mecca rabbit invented by the real Brian. And all of a sudden that's the new Easter tradition and you don't get eggs anymore. You get laser beams in your eyes. From your eyes. Actually, it yeah. was an atomic breath is what it is. Speaking Ooh. of that, we got to talk about Godzilla versus Kong in a minute here. That was an awesome origin, though. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. I wanted to share something really encouraging. I think this is honestly, I really, really think this is cool. I found an article that they're talking about where parole officers are receiving empathy training in order to, you know, help those that are in jail to kind of overcome what they did and, you know, choose a better path, get their feet back under them and, you know, reenter this, the world and society to be able to kind of have a better life. Interesting like to be cheerleaders, right? For their client that, and also just kind of understanding, you know, what they're going through, the kind of pain and stuff that some of these people are going through because, you know, they're in jail and they've, I mean, some of them have that kind of pain and some have no remorse. So that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But then also, yes, cheerleading, but also not only encouragement, but empowerment too in doing the mm-hmm. right things and, you know, moving forward in life. Well, it's leading so far to a 13% drop in what they call reoffending, meaning that they're, you know, they, they go out, they're out of jail now, they're doing their thing, and then they reoffend and they go back to jail. And apparently right. it's a pretty high percentage of people who, you know, when they go to jail, they get out and they reoffend, it's pretty high. And yeah. so a 13% drop is actually pretty incredible. And yeah. it's being directly related to empathy training in these parole officers which Hmm. is incredible because that's exactly what it should be. If you think about it, because I have known, however, three friends who went into the sheriff's department. And when you get into a sheriff's department, at least in our area, you go to the jails first, you're at the bottom of the barrel. You know, you're a, you're a noob or whatever they call you. I I forgot. There's a, there's a name for him. Greenhorn. Something like that. I'm going to tell you what, but they all work in the county jail. And by the way, for those of you who are not aware of this, the county jail is different from prison, of course, because county jail is lower offense versus prison is usually a higher offense is typically how it works. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, the the stories I would hear from these guys. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you're working night shifts, which is not very good. A couple of them worked in the women's ward or the women's wing or whatever they called it. And he said they were Uh far worse than the men were. (laughs) They would literally (laughs) fling their feces at the deputies. Some of them would. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Many of them did. And uh, I mean, it was like, it was bad, right? So a lot of these guys are like, who would want to do this? And so we kind of came down to the conclusion that there's typically two types of people that want to do this. It's those that like legitimately want to help and they want to make a difference and they want to help those people into a better life. Right. And then there's the other kind that have some kind of a power trip, something to prove. 
there is sure obviously there's going to be some other kind of reason but those are the two main reasons that people typically get into that kind of thing and so you think about it when you look at like parole probation that kind of thing if a parole officer or a probation officer is a respectful person with a desire to truly help people that's going to actually help don't you think i mean isn't that actually going to help the person to say i want a better life and i'm going to do my best and my parole officer or my probation officer actually is cheering for me and that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Versus the ones that are jerks and there are some, right? There's some in every profession and right. they're the ones that are beating you down and they're making you feel like an idiot. And they're, they're telling you like, you're going to mess up again and I'll be there waiting. You know, I mean, I'm sure that's, I know I see it that's on TV, happened. but I'm sure it, I'm sure it happens in real life. Well, those guys aren't going to have any reason not to, you know, they'll prove their, their parole officer, or their probation officer, right? In that particular situation, I ran across a guy once. He was just like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to bust myself to get back into jail. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, it's really hard living out on the outside. You know, you have, there's there's a lot of work. There's a lot of responsibility. It's expensive. I think it was probation for him. Probation. Well, no, it might've been a parole officer actually, you know, as a jerk. Well, that's not what he said, but a jerk essentially. And, uh, you know, they don't believe in me and yada, yada, yada. And just went on and on and on. And he's like, so I'm going to prove that person right. I'm going to bust myself back into jail because it's easier. And I was just kind of like, wow, you know, if you're, parole or probation officer wasn't a jerk would you want to be better so anyway i am loving the fact that they're actually giving these parole officers empathy training they're training them in positive psychology and helping them to connect with their clients understand them more and encourage them here's another example when i played basketball if you missed a shot you would have some people say dang it stop that don't do that anymore it's Come like, on, yeah, like, Brian. Yeah, I know that. Get your head out of your beep. Yeah, exactly. But it was not encouraging. It made me feel like crap. Usually my game would go downhill versus when I would get a good shot and a good fundamental shot. I would have others who would say, oh, my gosh, that was awesome. Do more of that. Like, that's the kind of way to play basketball. And I would feel confident and I would feel better. And I would try to do more of those rather than the bad shots. And I would have better games. So it's amazing how that does affect the psyche. It's the same kind of thing. Positive influence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you see people doing horrible things like what happened in Boulder a couple of weeks ago and you just go, man, how did these people get to that point? And can we help them? Can we actually help them to overcome rehabilitate and be better? That's my question. And that's why I keep believing that there's a way. And this is why we've talked about unleashing your superhero is because we can be passive, apathetic people in this world, only serving ourselves, or we can do our best to help each other out and build each other up and empower each other so that we are living a better life and we are making a difference in a better way. And we are happier too, because that's a yeah. big one. We need that. So I was encouraged when I read this. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Speaking of um, encouraging, uplifting and inspiring is Godzilla versus Kong. That was, <laughs> man, that should deserve like best picture for best drama. Ah, uh, yeah. Wow. For me, it deserves best picture for color explosions <laughs> and action sequences. It's eye candy. That movie was eye candy. It, really it was, was fun to watch. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was a hypercolor extravaganza. That's definitely the thing with big box office action films these days. And I've said this before. They kind of hook you with all the pretty colors. They really do, by the way. It's, oh, yeah. it's clear. It's like they're really almost ostentatious about it. They hook you with pretty colors to make shallow plots more palatable. But as long as you approach it 
with that attitude, it's like, yeah, I know what they're doing here. And just have fun with it. It can be a lot of fun. And th- yeah. that's what this movie was to me. It really was, man. It was a total Titan test fest, man. Testosterone <laughs> the whole way. Roid raged monsters. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, King Kong's beating his chest. I'm the alpha male, you know, king of the <laughs> king of the monsters or whatever. And, you know, so is Godzilla. But he's, he doesn't beat his chest, though, because his arms are too small. You know, kind of like the Tyrannosaurus oh. and uh, Toy Story. You know, I can't reach oh. my eyes. Kong, <laughs> Kong, all Kong needed was some giant fast car he could drive yes. and, and race Godzilla. <laughs> and then Jason Statham to show up or yeah. like Vin Diesel or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be awesome. And then like, <laughs> and then Vin Diesel drives up and like slams into Godzilla's leg with one of those super muscle cars. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> eat that. You know, doesn't even do anything though. That would have been awesome. This did beg the question. Why didn't they combine this with Pacific Rim? giant robots out there fighting but they did kind of do a little yeah, um, I, was say. I can't say what it is we're not going to talk about it it's a kind no of it's a cool thing yeah no spoilers it really was fun though i had a really really fun time with the movie i enjoyed it halfway through the movie i was just kind of like i really hope they do something fill in the blank that i said to myself and they did and it was really good and i thought that the ending was was well done and i was very pleased at the outcome and kind of how it all worked out but i don't want to say anything it's funny for me, halfway through the movie, I kept thinking, I wish that little girl would stop looking so sad all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the movie, you're obviously, you're meant to sympathize more with Kong. I mean, that's, yeah. it's clearly, I mean, that's not a spoiler. You're just obviously, the audience is meant to sympathize more with Kong, but I've never been much of a fan of King Kong. I just haven't. Uh, I think Godzilla is just cooler and I was rooting yeah, for him the that. entire time. Me too. I so, love Godzilla. He's cool. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. He, Gojira. Godzilla looks cool. And Kong's cool too, but Godzilla looks more realistic in my opinion than Kong does. <laughs> the The CGI on Godzilla is actually better, I think. Well, but, but I think they did the facial expressions on Godzilla far better than they did on Kong. Okay. okay. You know, because the ones on Kong looked very animated and the ones on Godzilla <laughs> actually looked like a real beast kind of thing. Like they just did a, I think they did a better job yeah. in all the movies, but you have to suspend belief. And not ask questions like how three civilians were able to access an elevator that led to a secret underground base filled with top secret stuff without a biometric scan or something like that. Yep, yep. Is this the first movie in the next Planet of the Apes series? I hope not. You literally can dig your way to China. Uh-huh. Here's the better title. Monkey and lizard fight. Kill millions. Oh, that's go. the idiocracy title. Yes. <laughs> Which you still have to see. I know. I need to see that movie. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Mike Judge movie. Yeah. Anyway, I totally recommend Godzilla versus Kong. If you're into that kind of thing, it was fun. I actually liked it. I think better than the other. I'll, I don't know. The second Godzilla movie yeah. was pretty dang cool. I didn't like the first one as much. Kong skull Island was a lot of fun too, but I think this okay. one was better. I just, I had fun. And- All right. New music. I got to share this with you. I found one of the coolest renditions of a classic from the eighties. The never ending story. Ah, uh, you know, the never ending so story song. song. Yeah. That yeah, was which done I by, thought uh, was sung by a woman for the longest time. Yeah. I know, and it is a man, and yeah, you're kind of like, wow, that's um, like Linal, isn't that his name? Linal. Yeah. It's classic 80s. I'm a huge fan of the Birthday Massacre. I know Lord Thunder uh-huh. is too. And I find the Birthday Massacre did the never-ending story cover, and I'm like, oh my oh, gosh. Is oh that in the mix? Because I got to listen to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's good. They did a nice job. It is a woman singing <laughs> <laughs> instead of a man that sounds like a woman but they did a lot more with the instrumentation of course there's you know guitars and and drums in there that weren't in as much of the original so is it the original no but it is a really really good remake phenomenal cool speaking of a 
remake of types, but this was actually done by the same artist, you know, Moby, of course, uh-huh. Dean Pelton from community. Do you know the song, you know, porcelain from the 90, it was 99, right? When that came out. Wait, or? wait, 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 hold on a second. Did Moby actually play Dean Pelton? <laughs> no, but everybody used to okay, call him I was going to say, it just looks like him. Okay, I was yeah. going to say. Uh, oh, man. You had me there for a second. No, that was uh, Jim Jim Rash. Jim, okay. Jim Rash, I think is his name. <laughs> you know Porcelain, right? One of his, yeah, probably his first number one hit or whatever it was. 99. Fantastic song. Yeah. Well, it, he just released what is called Porcelain Reprise, and it's him, but it's also done with another artist. And it's really cool. It's almost a little bit more of an acoustic, a little more emphasis on the instrumental side of things. Um, Is it the whole album just reprised? Just, I mean, just the song porcelain. Oh, just that one yeah, song. Oh, it's really okay. good though. So if you liked that song originally, I think Wait. you would like this song as well. Porcelain is my favorite Moby song, by the way. <laughs> you know, what's funny <laughs> is it, <laughs> it used to be mine. And then I have so many others that I like ever since, you know, uh, th- there's so many good ones. My only love is okay. the one I'm listening to right now. That's uh, one of his newer ones. And I just, I love that song and it just can't get enough of that song. Oh, cool. It's in the mix too, by the way, because I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. So check that yeah, out. Yeah, you did. Radioactive, if you remember from Imagine Dragons, their first hit. There's a band called Eclipse with a K. It's a Lindsey Sterling style instrumental band, lots of strings and stuff like that. And they do remakes and stuff, but they did a, a version of Radioactive that is pretty dang good. So again, right. it's just like, you know, throwing some some fun stuff. These are these are all like remakes of old songs, nothing brand new, but some cool renditions. So check it out. There you go. That's my three picks for the week. Gonna. Gonna? Are you going to check him out? Oh, I thought you were going to Ghana. I'm like, sweet, man. <laughs> I'm going to Ghana. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I often daydream of having the Cadbury bunny as a pet because I'll bet he poops out lots of little chocolate pellets. Then I'll have a nightmare where I wake up in an asylum and realize I've been eating rabbit turds. You know what the music means. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun this week. Make sure to go over to the Real Brian Show website, realbrianshow.com. This episode is slash 275. If you want show notes and links to that YouTube video, don't forget you can support us through Amazon, any kind of thing you buy. And, oh, and Patreon. Thank you for that. But have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Real Brian Show, sign up. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.